If I could go back in time, I would destroy the formula for plastic. So his hate for this movie would no longer exist. <laughs> <laughs> do with those pies, boys. It seems to be a sudden general explosion of mass homicide. Everything you do, don't fall asleep. Murder, vampirism, cannibalism, mutilation. You hang out with the Terenzi brothers. Clowns. I get it. Another one of their stupid stunts to sell ice cream from that goddamn truck those hoodlums run around in. Well, now I really believe this. Well, you better go now, Dave. Before the clowns take over, huh? And when you get back from saving the world, I want a full written report so I can give it to the chief when he gets back on Monday. <laughs> Look, everything happened just the way we said. We are telling you the truth. All right, all right. Uh, you two come with me. Okay, okay. Come on. Hurry up, Dave. Let him get away. Go ahead, Dave. Make a dummy out of yourself. But you're not going to make a dummy out of me. Hi, I'm Candy, the final girl. I made it through Korea. I can make it through this bullshit. <laughs> I'm Shaun of the Dead, the ice cream clown. We'll give you a stick, you'll give it a lick, and it'll tickle you all the way down. <laughs> and tonight we are talking about the 1988 B-movie cult classic, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We have Dave German. Well, whoop the goddamn do. What do we have here? Very <laughs> good. Uh, Nico Nice. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Holy shit. <laughs> Erica Wright. They took your wife away in a balloon? Well, you don't need the police, pal. You need a psychiatrist. <laughs> and Rob, the cinema drunkie antiquata. Bob McReed, he was up here tonight with me and Debbie. Those are his glasses. They got him. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. Um, I guess... Since nobody volunteered, I'm going to go first on this. Um, it is well known among this podcast how I feel about this film, but I'll give you a little intro. Um, during the 90s, I was a bit of a party girl, uh, a lot of a party girl. So every party on the weekends or sometimes during the week, um, you know, got a blood going around, I'm at a party, whatever. And I'm like getting my buzz on and every motherfucker put Killer Clowns from Outer Space on. And I was like, the first couple parties playing. After that, I'm like, oh my God, do you guys know any other horror movies? Like there's other campy horror movies out there. Like, why are we constantly doing this? And they felt like so edgy, like nobody's ever seen this. I'm like, every motherfucker's seen this. HBO showed it on end, like nonstop. Like, oh my God, we've all seen this. Have you seen Dead Alive? Have you seen... Blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, what? I'm like, shut up, you fake ass. Um, so I would just go into another room, and I was just like, I'm over your shit every fucking party. So, like, if there was any love that I had for this film, they beat it out of me. I tried. I tried. <laughs> well, if I can just hop in real quick and say that 
there's a reason why they played this film while everybody's getting fucked up, and that's because this movie is fucking hilarious. Oh. <laughs> I love this fucking film. It's there. It it it's not trying to be anything serious. It's fucking funny. The fucking clowns look goofy as shit. They don't hide the fact that you can see the fucking zippers in the backs of the fucking costumes. <laughs> like, like it's all laid out right there. The, the characters are fucking the, – the, the actors are over the top. Um, it's just – yeah. I mean it's just – the movie is just – for me, it's just fucking fun, and I've always loved this movie. I'm one of those kids. The first time I saw this was on HBO. I was probably 10 or 11 years old when I, when I caught this on HBO and just absolutely loved it. Um, and that's – that's where I stand with it, uh, Nico. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Sean. the The first time I saw this, I never forget this was my sister and I. Uh, um, we would go to my aunt's house in Florida, my, my mom's aunt's house in Florida, and we used to love going there specifically for the fact that she had cable, and it rained a lot, so like we kind of got stuck, you know, indoors a lot more than outdoors, and it was around like that particular time when we were down there that it was actually on on HBO that we got to watch this for the first time. And my, my sister is afraid of clowns, but still watch the movie. I remember we were laughing hysterically through this fucking movie. I, I agree with you. I think the, the overall cheesiness and the quality of it works in its favor. I think that that's part of the movie's charm. And I think that's why for me, because uh, um, I had only seen it that one time, I didn't like discover it again until I was working at Suncoast. And like, it just happened that MGM had like the midnight movies line and it was coming out on DVD that year that I had just started working at Suncoast. So when I, I grabbed it, it was around Halloween time. Yeah, it was, it was around Halloween time. I, I, I grabbed it and I was like, fuck, this movie's still funny as shit. It still holds up. So Candy, not to disagree with you, but I'm disagreeing with you. The movie still holds up. <laughs> I can disagree with me. You have that prerogative. Um, so yeah, um, I was I also discovered this movie through HBO. Um, this was a a favorite of me and my sister. And my sister hates horror movies and all that kind of stuff, but she loves the shit out of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Nico could tell you that uh, if you ever met my sister, you you won't be able to tell that this is a movie she she really loves, but she really fucking loves. Like mm-hmm. she she'll hit me up if it's on TV. Like, dude, fucking Killer Clowns is on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, like we this was one that you know home for the summer, and they showed us constantly at HBO. And me and Jennifer just watched the shit out of this on HBO all the goddamn time. So it's like this is one definitely one of my favorites. So I was very happy. When you added this to the schedule, but very disappointed that you said like "fuck this movie," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, how could you? How could you love it? Like it's it's obviously it's silly. From high school in circa 1995. Well, I I was probably like seven or eight when I seen this for the first time, so I, I was just probably the same age as Rob with this too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was young too. So so I was just like I I really didn't give a shit then and i really don't give a shit now uh this is a damn fun movie everyone's having a good time you could tell the whole cast and crew are having a goddamn good time um how could you not this is about fucking alien clowns who kill people with popcorn and cotton candy you know the 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 level of creativity is just absolutely bonkers and i just love the shit out of it definitely definitely uh erica Uh, so i saw this movie quite a long time ago on VHS and thought it was like a really cool, like creative, fun party movie. Um, really liked the the clown uh, design and the, the special effects and the creative kill scenes. 
And then I revisited this movie uh, so we could talk about it on the podcast, and I was annoyed as fuck. I, I'm gonna be honest. Like I know they were trying to be uh, uh, campy and you know deliberately be over the top or, or uh, kind of off with the acting, but I found every single character in this just insufferably annoying when I watched it again. And I still appreciate like the death scenes, but it's like everything else went in really dry. <laughs> Yeah. So it was just kind of a hard watch for me this time around. <laughs> and one thing you never don't want to do is go in dry. Yes, spit on it first. Ew. Yeah. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just Absolutely. ask Erica a quick question? Yeah. yeah. Did you did you smoke ahead of time? Did you smoke uh, before you watch it the second time? It did not. Oh, see, it helps me with it every time. Erica's on my team. Like being high is not enough for this. It ruins it's like Buzz Killington from Family Guy. Oh, Death. it's enough. This would be Buzz Killington for me. <laughs> I would leave the room. I'm like, God damn, I'm trying to enjoy my fucking buzz. Well, let's hear what you got to say, Dave. So the first time I watched this movie, if we're all reminiscing, was a couple of weeks ago because I had never – this is one of those movies that, like, at the blockbuster, going through the uh, horror section, I was Mr. Like, high and mighty horror snob. Oh, I, this can't possibly be a serious film. You know, and I would always pass it over for something like The Omen or The Exorcist. And I just, I'm totally, I would love to go back and kick my own ass back then because this movie was a fucking blast. (laughs) We had to reschedule this, so I watched it a couple of, about a month ago, I guess. Um, And we were drinking and watching this, and I was just grinning the whole time. I can't believe I had not seen this movie before. This is the movie that I would have made if I was an up-and-coming filmmaker. And, like, if someone said, aren't we being a little too goofy here? Like, no, no. Goofier, go more. <laughs> I want more. I want. They're clowns from outer space. What more do I have to fucking tell you? You know, what more do you need? Uh, it just made me smile. This 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 movie made the whole time I'm watching it. And yeah, the characters are incredibly annoying. I think the uh, is, is it Chiodo? Is that how you pronounce their name? The Chi- Chiodo. 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 Chiodo brothers. It's almost as if they were like, you know, we know we're going to get savage for this because we're just effects guys. We've never made a movie before. We're just going to double down on everything and and tell everybody to go fuck themselves. And it works for me. I just I've, I haven't smiled this much during a movie in a long time. Of course, I'm an idiot. But, you know, it's, you know <laughs> no, you're here not. There. Stop. You are not. <laughs> I smile all the time. <laughs> oh, it's better than frowning all the time. Um, I'm going to jump in really quick. Um, I just wanted to say. uh about the actors, um, Suzanne Snyder, um, she's always going to be Brenda to me from Return of Living Dead 2, which you guys know, I have deep affection for that movie. I know it's a piece of shit, just like you guys know this movie's a piece of shit. And you love it. <laughs> Return of Living Dead 2 is my piece of shit, okay? But she's always going to be Brenda for me. And so because of that, I can't ever think of her as, like, smart. Um, and obviously, she didn't really... I know show her brains in this either but i'm originally living dead too you know you know brenda if you love me let me eat your brains there's a punk song even called that and um and she's like okay (laughs) and i'm just that's who i see um and she was also in weird science and some other things um but so that um my the hero for me you know, as far as acting, and this is dave (laughs) um i love dave because he's so fucking like Almost like soap opera serious when everybody else is so fucking ridiculous. Dave. He was very intense. Yeah, Dave was like, they're like fucking ridiculous all over the place, stupid, silly, whatever. And he's just like 
deadly serious. Like, this is, like, his fucking break. He's going to be the superstar. He's going to be on soaps. And he ended up be- doing a lot of um, serious television, some um, nighttime soaps and things like that. So, yeah, he went on to have a career for that. I'm like, good. He had that intensity and the sort of looks. And I just He was watched- Deathstalker. He was Deathstalker. Yes. It- he he was also on Baywatch. He played John D. Court on well, Baywatch. Well, Baywatch is a nighttime. It was a nighttime soap. Yeah, yeah. but uh, can I also say he's also very well known as a screenwriter. He's written he's written a couple of scripts uh, specifically for action movies. One being Best of the Best Two. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. know that. So yeah. uh, so he's the hero for me. Like not, I mean obviously he's a hero in the film, but uh, Dave saves the movie for me. Just like makes it so I am not like oh my god fuck me, um because I, I don't know and and it's kind of funny because near the end, um Debbie is you notice she was with Mike at the beginning and Dave was her ex boyfriend but you know she was Melania trumping Mike's hand away as she clings to Dave <laughs> at the end. Did you guys notice that? Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Was like, Mike was trying to hold her hand and she's clinging to Dave Hot the whole take. time and I'm like I see a breakup for Mike. I see a really disappointing big disappointment for mike after all this blows over because she was all up on dave and i'm I, like blame her because dave 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 was the fucking hero <laughs> I, I, I don't think mike cared by that point uh he was he he understood that uh yeah she belongs with dave and i belong yeah. with the terenzi brothers right right <laughs> um and that little um super duper happy ending like come on at least give me some something some melodrama but okay but at is least, it really at least happy? we know that dave's getting the girl and that's what i was rooting for because dave is fucking awesome love you dave yeah uh, john, john allen nelson is a really good looking guy too he, he is thank you um well, that, that's that's my praise uh dave, <laughs> dave. don't, don't, don't um, forget Candy that they actually had a darker ending too initially. Yeah, they did, yeah, but then they like, um, but they, like, they like oh, we're gonna put this like fucking you know happy hippy dippy ending at the end, and oh everybody lived that we cared about, but I didn't care about those fuckers. Well, Dave, I cared about. I didn't care about the Trinity <laughs> Brothers. But fuckers. hold on, is it really happy? Is it really a happy ending? Yeah, Dave lives and the Trinity Brothers live, but uh, that last shot, is it really happy? Right, with the pies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. thank you. But I mean, it's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying there was. But he's right. There was a darker ending, and I wish almost that it would went with that. But then again, no Dave. I yeah. need Dave. Dave is Dave is everything. Dave. Um. So. What are you gonna do with those pies, boys? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Nico. So just a, just a couple of things to touch on. Um. Number one. One of the things that actually, this is one of the few PG-13 um, horror films that actually works with within the rating. Um, you know, one of the reviews even said that it's a it's a, a three-ring circus of sneaky gore, which I think that that is actually correct because the movie is actually kind of gory for a PG-13 horror movie. Um, that's one. Two, I kind of have to disagree with you again on this. Um John I Vernon actually saves this entire movie. Him is, him is Mooney. Is. I think is like the whole fucking movie. He kills yes. it in this movie. He's because you know he's a veteran actor, right? He's he's such a character actor and such a professional. Like he knows he's in a movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space, yeah. and he does not give a shit. It's a it's a role. It's a job, and he takes it extremely seriously, and it works. Yeah, I mean shit. Half half the lines we all quoted before the show were from him. 
yeah, from that character. Yeah. I thought yeah. we were gonna go with it. Yeah, I thought we were gonna. Go yeah, with definitely. The yeah, you know what I mean because I should have shouted him. That's out. that's how awesome that character is. Is is John, uh, you know, John Farnham, but for some Mooney. He, you know, this is Mooney's territory. You know, like, that's fucking great when he's sm- chilling, smoking the cigar, and the fucking phones are ringing off the hook, and he's just not giving a shit. He's yeah. not having it, you know? Um, yeah, and yeah, one of the this bullshit. Exactly. And then um, I love the fact that Grant Kramer's character, Mike Tobacco, like, they put <laughs> no thought <laughs> right. no into that name whatsoever. No <laughs> Mike Tobacco. Like, they were just looking around the room. Uh, tobacco. <laughs> like I mean, and I get that that's what happens. I mean, when inspiration hits you, it hits you as a writer. I I understand that. You understand that as a writer. We all do <laughs> as writers. But like literally, they're probably like, shit. What the fuck are we gonna call this guy? Oh, look, tobacco. Mike Tobacco. Yeah. Um. Right. <laughs> you know, like no thought. What? Um. <laughs> I, actually, to answer your question, the Kyoto Brothers actually knew a Mike Tobacco. Uh, they explained uh, on the commentary for the movie that um, they, they they actually had a friend named Mike Tobacco, and that's how he got that name. Also, I wanted to point out that there is a character named Joe Lombardo in the film. Yes. And um, yes, the, the Kyoto brothers were born in the Bronx, were raised in Long Island, and uh, so they, you know they're New Yorkers. And I like to point out that through work, I actually know a guy. Well, I knew a guy because I haven't seen him in years. I knew a guy named Joe Lombardo. So I'm wondering if he was actually friends with the Kyoto Brothers way back then. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So like you know, weirder things have happened. So, and uh, I remember having a conversation with Di about that before this, and uh, I was like, yeah, like you remember Joe Lombardo, right? Because she she used to work in the same place I did, and she was like, yeah, but like yeah, Joe Lombardo is a common name. I'm like, how many motherfuckers you know named Joe Lombardo? She was like, just him. I'm like, yeah. So you know, shut up. You know what I'm saying? So. There's that, um, but I, yeah, I, I, I love uh, all the actors. Uh, I mean, the, the, the characters I know you guys consider annoying or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I thought they were great. Uh, I thought Grant Kramer was great as a, a, a Mike Tobacco. That's why I did his line because I found that shit so hilarious in the way he delivers it. That kind of, eh, oh my god, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everything, <laughs> I, it was either going to be that or another door, another <laughs> door. <laughs> You know, it's funny, too, because there's a couple times where he, like, looked straight on at the camera, and it looked like his eyes were crossed. And it just, like, like every time I saw him look at the camera, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Any island. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, uh, John Allen Nelson, though, is is definitely the, the one playing it the most straight. Uh, I mean, yeah, because he has the most difficult job, you know what I'm saying? Because he is the straight man out of the whole movie. Like, everyone else is allowed to partake in the silliness, but uh, he has the one, he's, you know, of course, he's the hero. He's the hero cop, which is which is weird because this movie is obviously inspired by The Blob, uh, the Stephen mm-hmm. McQueen. Uh, and, and funny enough, it came out the same year as the remake of The Blob. I was going to say that. Yeah, where, where uh, they went in another direction and had the fucking uh, the punk be the hero in that, and this one they had the cop be the hero in that. Where in, 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 um, in reality, it, it would have been the teenager, the the boyfriend, uh, uh, Steve McQueen's character in the original Blob, who's the hero. But uh, yeah, Mike Tobacco gets bumped uh, to sidekick in the movie, so Dave can be the hero. And of course, you know John Allen Nelson. Is a is a really good actor and he's incredibly handsome with that blonde oh, yeah. hair, and uh, he, he's a really buff dude. If you've seen his work on uh, uh, Baywatch, you know because he constantly has to be with his shirt off. 
So like yeah, like uh, 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 he was great. Dave was great. Uh, I love. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I just remembered uh, Joe Lombardo, as I remembered him, was married, and uh, his wife was named Debbie. Of course, I swear to God. Yeah, I, what else could it possibly be? Like like Joe, <laughs> Joe Lombardo was married to a woman named Debbie. So I was like. Didn't yeah, Billy, Billy Joel write a song about them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, so like, no I'm such not, thing as coincidences. That's right. Like that's right. I'm not bugging out here and shit. They they had to have known fucking Joel Lombardo and shit. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, of course, uh, John Vernon, God bless him, the national treasure. Um, uh, he was he was fucking Mr. Big. Uh, you know what I'm saying? From I'm gonna get you something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's uh, Shelly Winters, Big Bad Mama, and me. I'm Mr. Big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Big Bad Mama, fuck yes. Right. right. So like, yeah, like Nico said, he absolutely knows what movie he's doing, and he's absolutely playing it up for all it's worth. So God bless him. You know, every actor is in here is doing their job. Also, um, to let you know, uh, uh, there's an early appearance in here from Christopher Titus, uh, yes. who plays. Bob McReed, who I, I referenced in my earlier quote, um, he he's the one uh, with the glasses, and uh, I just love Christopher Titus, so uh, and I loved his show, so just to shout him out, and um, yeah, 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 I love the cast in this movie. This cast was great. I, I didn't find him annoying at all. <laughs> um, so let's hear from Erica. Um, okay, I wanted to, as far as interesting trivia about this movie, I found out that one of the clowns was played by uh, Brent Leonard, who went on to direct Lawnmower Man, and one of my personal favorite movies, Feed, which is a super fucked up movie about, like, a BDSF subculture of feeders and gainers, and it's just a nasty film, but I love it. Oh. Uh, so I, I, I had no idea that that, mm-hmm. it's not like you can recognize people under these clown suits, but that was just kind of a cool thing to find out. So I have a question for everyone who's seen this. So um, the, was it the Terrell, what, what are the brothers? The Terenzi. Terenzi brothers. brothers. <laughs> so near the end of the film, there are some female clowns who show up and they like inflate their balloon breasts up to seduce uh. guys. I they don't while they don't show anything like do you guys get the impression that the brothers like fuck these clowns yes yeah okay that's uh, what yeah I, because like they're they're covered in like in like on. lipstick yeah, and kisses like, up and stuff right yeah clothes were shredded yeah. uh, with some pretty intense fucking yeah so I mean at least they actually got laid they were pretty desperate clown action yeah. Uh, Think about that for a second, real quick. To kind of follow up on that, like everybody in the movie got late except for fucking Mike. He got cop blocked, is what he got. Blocked, yeah. <laughs> he got cop blocked. Speaking of Dave, Dave. Just to get back to John Vernon, uh, I had a, uh, while I'm watching this, I thought the only person who could have done it better. It was like if Brian Dennehy was doing his like first blood sheriff, that would have yeah. been the best. Like if we could have like a, yeah. like a mashup, like a first blood killer clowns mashup with Brian Dennehy doing the cop, it would have just yeah, been perfect. Just... I, I just that I need to see this movie. Somebody needs to make that movie. I think he would have been too serious. Can you, but that would have that would I think that would have counterpointed it so much even stronger. It's like he's being completely Brian Dennehy, and the rest of the movie is just like popcorn guns and you know cotton candy cocoons and shit. <laughs> and Dennehy is still just doing his you know not in my town punk. 
Okay, here's one of my issues, and I'm not trying to drive this too hard. Um, it's that uh, I feel like if you're doing, um, like, creating a universe, and, and, and especially if you're going out to do what they managed to do, create a cult B film, which they did. They did successfully. Um, we're still talking about it. People fucking love this. I mean, we got so much response on our social media about this. And I was like, oh, dear Lord. Um, like, why, why this film? Why, why don't we see more dead alive or whatever? So if you're creating a world, okay? <laughs> yeah, I got I got a pretty cool one, too. Um, if you're creating a world um, and you have a mythos, basically. Okay, so I know that we're not supposed to take this seriously. And I'm not trying to d- go too deep on this. But, like, I need to have some sort of, I mean, things can happen. And you don't have to explain them to me. That's fine. But you have to have some sort of order or, like, rules. And so, like, some of them come, like, when we have the ones ransacking, like, the, the, the drugstore. They don't know shit about humans, okay? But then the other ones do. And they'll show up, like, okay, we're out to kill people. They'll show up, like, oh, I have a candy heart, you know, like a delivery kind of thing. Or show up with, like, a fake pizza to kill people. So they do know about human stuff. Like, why don't the others know? Like, I don't understand, like, what's going on here. I know, I'm like, I'm not supposed to think that deeply. But it really is, if they're going to take the time to give us these moments, can we have some fucking, like, something? Give me a, give me a fucking bone here. I need a, one modicum of, like, I need to understand a little bit. I mean, Dave, Mr. Backstory doesn't care. And I'm not even caring about the backstory. Like, well, I'll let that go. But, like, I need to understand, do they know about humans or do they not know about humans? Or does it, you know, like, it's supposed to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a B film. I'm like, okay, but I have plenty of B films that will that will explain this shit to me at least enough to where I can still laugh, but it's not too heavy. Candy. Okay? I just Candy. want to throw that out there. What? Candy. Candy. It's a film called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Logic is invalid. Okay. Uh, it's, I'm going to bring up Dead Alive. We're talking about a movie called Fucking Dead Alive. It's fucking ridiculous. But it doesn't have rules, and it makes sense for as stupid as it is. And I love the stupidity of that fucking movie, and I love the goriness of that movie. I love at least if they, this wasn't PG-13, it was R, and I got more gore, I'd be happy. The only death I'm happy with is the uh, the police chief's death uh, as the sort of uh, marionette. I'm not marionette. What is that? Uh, ventriloquist dummy. I like that. The rest Event. of it, they'll fuck itself. I don't care. Um, I just want to say, like, <laughs> what the fuck, do they know or do they don't know? I have questions, and I don't want to think that deeply, but unfortunately, I've, I've seen this so many times that I have I have these things where I'm like, okay, I still don't know. And then people are like, well, you shouldn't care. Well, I do care, so what are you well, going to do about it? If, if I can chime in real quick, um, I can speak for us, and I know I can speak for Dave and maybe some of the others. Um, we're all fans of Mystery Science Theater. It's just a movie. You should really just relax. I can't relax. <laughs> I was high as fuck and couldn't relax watching this movie. That's all I'm going to say about that. But, but uh, before we move on to uh, Nico, I just want to say, um, Dave, this this film is actually uh, uh, touched on in Mystery Science Theater in the episode uh, Incredible Melting Man. Um, they talk about killer clowns from outer space. Yes. Yeah, with the two with the uh, the two old people, right? Right, yeah. Right. And, 
And then one other thing I wanted to point out because I love I love these and we've talked about these before. Uh, porno parodies. And this wasn't in 2015. They released a porno parody called Killer Cleavage from Outer Space. Nice. That's that's clever with a K. I will Uh, have to listen for the sake of the group. I will I will go ahead and try to find it and watch it and review it for you. Take take (laughs) one take one for the team. Take one for the team. No 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 please no Nico don't take one for the team please. Oh take it. I was like wanted to see more. So if you ever wanted to see more, I guess Nico's gonna check it out for us. We'll look forward to that. And speaking of Nico, it's your turn to talk. Okay, so to kind of answer your question, why why this film? First, you gotta understand, it is an '80s movie. It is a cheesy. Wait, it is a cheesy '80s movie. I like those. It is a it is a fun cheesy '80s movie. Uh, Ah, and it. Knows exactly what it is. It's a fun, cheesy 80s B horror movie. That's why. You know, again, if this was during the, the VHS HBO era, where, you know, as young children, we were exposed to this. And now, look, how many years, almost getting closer to 40 years later at this point, we're still talking about this movie. Unfortunately. So it was just something that resonated to us. Like, it was like, it was almost like, like, like the safest horror movie that we can watch as kids, if that's fair to say. Yeah. Like yeah. I would say like it's it's yeah, kind of cool, well I mean like yeah if you household. if you think about it there's not a whole lot of gore Mm-mm. you no. know I mean I think I think maybe the most blood you see is when the clown pulls his hand out of the out of Mooney's back yeah, and, he, yeah. and he goes like that yeah <laughs> or or when they they drink the blood uh from oh, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the the crazy, crazy, the crazy straw, straw at that dude I had a crazy straw I loved that thing. Oh, oh yeah. I let me let me let me tell you. I still drink everything out of a straw. No, I, 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 I crazy I, straw though. No, I'm I, I, a crazy straw. I do have a crazy straw, but I I, I crazy I, straw. Like I went I <laughs> I I hung out with my mother today and and my niece and I stole a handful of straws from Subway because. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just can't drink anything out of a straw. Like I have to use a straw. Like my father thinks I'm fucking weird, but uh, uh, it's, I just love straws. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because of this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm where I develop my obsession of straws. Like you know, it's just a thing I have. You know, I'm a weird. Let me alone. But did you ever have an <laughs> over-the-top fucking crazy straw Dude, like I that? I had some crazy, yes. crazy straws. <laughs> they were so fun. I had, like, yeah. purple ones, and they did all kinds of cool shit. Yeah, that was 80s. I had one more point to make with what I was saying, too, with that. But I'm sure you guys are all aware now, because this was actually a couple weeks ago, and I think Rob, I think, posted something about it, too. Amazon actually purchased um, MGM, if I'm not mistaken, yes. and Orion. So now they have their full library. Their intent is to not only have a sequel to Killer Clowns, but they're no. going to do the the long gestated TV series. And I do believe they also do want a prequel to answer the questions about where they come from. Yeah. Oh. So Amazon's going all in with this. I'm, I'm on board. I'm oh. on board. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. They, were, they were supposed to do a sequel series, The Return of the Killer Clowns, sci-fi. for sci-fi. Yeah, but uh, that never happened, unfortunately. It was the rights because they, they couldn't figure it out. Right. Just so you guys know, I mean, I'm not sure. Another reason why, like, I, and it's weird. So, like, the licensing rights for Killer Clowns was a lot easier to get than the actual movie license, like the movie rights. 
the movie rights were so tied up that that's why the Kyoto Brothers couldn't really do an actual sequel because even Netflix was was all in on doing the, the the sequel with them. And I know at one point they, I think Rob, I think we talked about this like years ago. Like, weren't they doing like a 3D sequel? They were yeah. they were toying with that when 3D was like at its height. Yes. Again. Again. So yeah. again, you know, now now that somehow MGM got the rights, the Kyoto Brothers are kind of screwed out of this. But I mean, they, they kind of maybe not. Hopefully, because they can bring them back. Yeah, hopefully. But you that's know. that's what it was, Andy, to kind of answer why we didn't get many sequels or backstories. It's because of the, the rights were such an issue for so long. Yeah. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Dave, can I ask you what you're drinking? Uh, yeah, uh, it's vodka and fruit punch. Oh, because okay. I'm, because I'm 12. No, no, I, 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 I have to ask because I want to know what you're drinking that requires so much fucking ice in it. Can you hear this? I won't put ice in the, in the next one. Everything I drink is straight, so ice I don't... all the way to here and Coca-Cola. That's how much ice I drink. You have your thing with straws. I have to have ice all yeah, the way. Yeah, ice has my, to come. My drink I, is ninety percent ice every time I, I'm drinking. I, I don't do ice. Stuff, I drink ninety percent ice. I don't. I don't do ice. I never put ice in my drinks. If if it's well, too put, hot, okay, I'll put ice thing. It's okay. I'll put one ice cube in it. Yeah. I, but yeah. yeah, I cannot do like a shit. And I don't do cubes. I only do crushed. I'm very popular. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny, not to go off on a tangent, but that that reminded me of um. Yeah, I re- remember. I, I can't fucking say it, but the 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 Go Teenage ahead. Ninja Turtles dub, with uh, they they would dub the Ninja Turtles, and it was like um, hey, shut up, bitch, give me one soda pipe, give me put one ice cube in that motherfucker, unless you want to get back <laughs> on the dick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I can't do uh cubes either, and see with uh. Yeah, Dave, your ice is super loud. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought I didn't think you'd hear it on the Zoom mic. I will not put ice in any more drinks ever. That's, that's why. Just, I, just that's do it. Cram that shit full of ice. Yes. Like I, I did so not realize. I, I, I thought this mic wasn't picking it up. Sorry. That's why. Oh, that's no, why that's why I asked. It came that's, up because it was like super loud. Okay, we'll edit all that out. That's um, why I asked, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so the floor is open. Um, I'm gonna do it now. Wait, 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 wait Dave, wait, Dave, wait. Dave, 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 Dave has to say something. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. I forgot. Wait, I need, I need to get more ice. Hang on. Ah. No, uh, <laughs> sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. No, my point, my, I wanted to harken back to Candy was saying how, like, how do they know about pizza boxes and all? There, there's a couple of scenes where I, because I, I made a note about this. Like, they almost seem to have some sort of a telepathic ability, especially when he's doing the uh, John Vernon hand puppet. The hand puppet calls him Dave, although the alien, the clown, has never heard that that's the cop's name. So either, you know, he can access Vernon's memories, that he knows his name is Dave, or he's telepathic. And when the other one is doing the shadow puppets for the old people at the um, bus stop, he does, you know, what, like a dinosaur, an elephant. But then he does uh, Washington crossing the Delaware, which I thought was funny as shit. But that's something that, like, older people would respond to. So I think these, I think they have some telepathic ability. Because yeah. they seem to be able to. That's uh, an interesting to, thought. Um, I guess yeah. I never wanted to put that much thought into it. Yeah, yeah. I never put it in there, but thank you. Well, that's that's I now I kind of see it now. That's yeah, okay. and we're, we're we're getting deep about a movie that you know the popcorn crawls around and turns into these little like alien fucking seedlings and <laughs> shit. So <laughs> hold on, hold on. Dave, make sure Dave. Uh, have you finished your thought? Yeah, yeah, that was it. That, that, those okay, are I'm no, 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 wait, wait. Can I add on to Dave's point? Sure, sure. Uh, there's that, or they've been coming to Earth 
for years, like predators. Like, you know, like every now and then they come to Earth and like, you know, so they know about human history and all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, they know about George Washington, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, these people are old. They would know about Washington. Let me do this shit with the shadow puppets. You know? So so there's that. Yeah. So I was thinking they they're probably like predators where they they come to Earth every now and then. Well, at the like, end of the end at the end, very end of the movie, the one guy even says that you know maybe they've been coming there. Maybe they're what we get our ideas from clowns from. Yes. Which you know, which is like you said, it's a movie called Killer Clowns, but you know, I'll take whatever little bones you can throw me, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I just never put that much thought into it. I guess I didn't care to. Um, that's what you got us here for. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is like you guys are saying like okay so this is like this B movie where you can you know check your brain at the door but then we're clearly not doing that. So I don't know. I'm just I'm so confused. Uh, I I don't care about it either. So but anyway we're gonna do something a little different. We're well, doing. <clears throat> I, something I think that you you were going to mention, maybe you got sidetracked, oh, was was the fact that um, did anybody else notice that that Deb spent like the entire movie in the yes. fucking shower? Yes. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. That's real because I shower for like an hour and then I spend like all this prep time afterwards. So I was like, she's taking a real time shower. Like that's a real time like, shower like for me. Like there were there were moments where I literally fucking totally forgot about her, and you <laughs> see all this shit happen, and then all of a sudden it goes back to her, and she's just getting out of the shower. I'm like it's fucking like a, a. Hour, dude. But you know what? I do shower for a long time, so. Maybe. You know you, you know why? Because she was washing her hair, and I know when women have well, like they they wash their hair. You got women, shit too. Yeah, women have two kinds of showers: showers where they wash everything but their hair. And when they wash everything with their hair and when they wash their hair as, while they're showering, they're going to be in there for a fucking while. And it also depends on, like, do I need to shave my legs? Maybe she needed to yes. shave my legs, too, because those, those showers, too. My showers are always wash my hair showers, so they're long. But then do I need to shave my legs? If I need to shave my legs, there's another 15 minutes. So whatever. She was having a long – she had a lot of things to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's an appropriate, it's an appropriate time. For, it, uh, that's what I mean. I'm like, that's some real shit right there. I mean, I appreciate that moment. <laughs> um, and less really? as a as a as opposed to Adrian King's like two second shower in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. literally two seconds. Did you did you even get your skin wet? Okay. Yeah, right. Her hair wasn't even wet in that that scene. <laughs> Men even. Men even take longer showers than that. <laughs> yeah, and this man can get in and out of a shower so fast. I'm like, I would still be washing my hair at this point, and that's the first thing I do when I get because I'm in order. Um, I think everybody does for the most part. Anyway, so we're doing a switcheroo. Um, usually we do uh Sean shitty reviews. Tonight we're doing candy shitty reviews. <laughs> I thought it was apropos. Um, so Damn. Damn, that's that's wait, hold on. That that's one thing Sean does for the show, and then you take it over. <laughs> well, can, this show, can, you guys yeah. got me on it, and I thought if I'm gonna be on the phone, I'm gonna be Sean's no. face. Thanks a lot. I feel you. I feel you, Rob. No, he yielded. <laughs> he yielded. Yeah, I I yielded. He yielded. No. Of course oh, you did, my brother. But hey, hey, uh, Sean, blink twice if you're under duress. Something a little different for one episode. No, I, I thought it's, it's not permanent. She mentioned it, and I thought it was perfect for this film because she I fucking detests hate it. it. Oh. So, so I thought it was apropos. 
anyway, uh, first review is a one-star review. This is from IMDb by Ben J.C. Nell. The title is Beyond Terribly Funny. I do not understand how this movie could gain any type of cult following. This movie is not even funny on an absolutely terrible level. It is straight up terrible. Several years back, my dad rented this movie, and for some reason, we watched it. We all thought the movie was terrible. This is coming from a group of kids who think the worse the movie, the funnier it is. Even cult classics that have no cinematic value do not get rated this high. There is no way that this movie has been given a genuine review by the IMDb public. The only people who have seen and reviewed this movie are cult followers of the cheaply made craptastic movies out there. I have always and will always have a hatred for this movie. Damn. <laughs> Damn. See how you really feel, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. What? Mommy never loved me. So my next one, which is poorly, uh, uh, poor grammar and poor punctuation, but whatever. Uh, one out of ten, an absolutely dreadful excuse for comedy by Disdressed, uh, misspelled, 12. Um, Lamo. I think this bomb was supposed to be comedy, but that assumes laughter would be involved. And you know what they say when you assume. Bottom line, not funny, not even mildly amusing. It is, however, stupid. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's a total loss. I mean, after this experience, I now have a new appreciation for the root canal. (laughs) If you're three years old and under, I suppose you might find something funny in this thing, but I doubt it. Of course, if you're three years old, the clowns may be a bit too scary for you. So really, that leaves no one, which is why this warfest funny. If you're really that bored, paint something and watch the paint dry. (laughs) Uh, Next one is one out of ten by John... RP1 clowns, okay, not clowns. Certainly not clowns, end quotes, not funny, but very sad. The acting was sad. The plot was sad. The effects were sad. The movie was, well, sad. And I was very sad to have wasted money running this flop. Yuck. <laughs> okay, next one is send this film back to space. These are all one star reviews, by the way. And it's Colin. <laughs> A strong contender for the worst movie ever made. The only scary thing about this movie is why it isn't ranked in the bottom ten movies of IMDb at present time. The movie is neither funny nor campy, and the people responsible for this piece of gutter sludge must have been the same people who used to eat glue in elementary school and turn their eyes <laughs> out just to gross everyone out. You can't even make fun of this movie a la MST3K style. It's just too stupid, if that's possible. <laughs> If I could go back in time, I would destroy the formula for plastic. So this hate for this movie would no longer exist. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last one. <laughs> I, 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 I had a fun time finding this. This is like moviepoopshoot.com from James Sorry, I am so glad I smoked and got high before this. Anyway, I I spent a loving amount of time finding those, so thank you. That was my only time that I'm doing the shitty review. Sorry. So because I like this film, I must eat glue and be three all at the same time. You are. I am. Apparently. I guess we are. That's all I did when I was three. Shit. (laughs) Eat glue and paint chips. That's about it. The lead ones. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I, I just thought for one episode, we do a switcheroo. Yeah. Usually I'm going to like being Sean shit. And I and, and I can't I can't agree with any of those. I, I think. <laughs> no. I think I think, you know, that's just that's just people just taking this way too seriously and 
and you know needing like you know to have their their cinematic balls you know tickled but what do you expect when you're renting this movie you're at the video store and you pick up Killer Clouds. You're expecting like like fucking you know Lawrence of Arabia. You're not going to get you're not going to get that. You know. I don't absolutely hate hate this movie. I just one hate it. Like one hate only. Um, Is this motherfuckers expecting a twenty four horror and shit? No. Like fuck out of here. You know what? That could this be review has this not movie. changed since from nineteen ninety four. I mean, this is my 1994 review, and it's still the same, except for I like Dave now. Well, <laughs> I, I, we all like Dave. Yeah, I, I, I have that effect. He's yeah. He's a shit. Well, something something I thought that was that was interesting from the the trivia that I found on this was the uh, when they brought the the music tapes in, the uh, accounting and legal department dismissed the film as a complete failure that would die a quick death. And they responded, you don't get it. There are people that will love this movie. Yes. And I think that's and we've 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 heard that sentiment before from other films that, you know, this this isn't a film that's going to do shit right now, but it's going to get a cult following and it's going to it's going to be huge later on. And that's you know, that's what's saved this film. And that's what's made this film just like a lot of others. The formula is there. Yeah. I I respect that people love this film. I'm not trying to discredit that. I'm just saying that I personally am not one of those people. But I respect that people love it. I respect that. That's cool. We we love this movie as much as Mike loves Rich and Paul. You know? I, I, let me say that because uh, I always thought it was really touching how when the ice cream truck explodes, uh, when Clownzilla shows up, how mm, Mike so. is so distraught because he thinks Rich and Paul, the Terenzi, the Terenzi brothers have died. Rich and Paul! You know, yeah. they have to hold him back. And it's just like, oh, that's why I'm, I was OK with uh, Dave stealing his girl back, because that means bros. Yeah, he he could go be with his bros, you know, same way he when he realized they were alive, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's okay. It's okay. You get Debbie, Mike gets Rich and Paul back. You know? Right. right. <laughs> Romance. And to kind of build on what you were saying too, Sean, I mean, look at the fact that like, you know, there's action figures for this, Funko Pops. There's there's so much merchandise for this movie now, especially like now Spirit has an actual like life-size shorty clown coming this year for animatronic for for Halloween. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, what what does that say about the longevity and like the the love for this movie? That it's now, this I mean, what even the Halloween Horror Nights has the Killer Clowns from Outer Space House at Universal. Yeah, we were looking at we during looking Halloween. At that, yeah. So you know this that just speaks volumes about how much people really do love this movie. Yeah, 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 and I mean, and and the the like uh, Erica had said like the the clowns, like the way that they did those you know, those masks and stuff for the clowns, like they looked so fucking good. Every single one of them was unique. They were different. I like the teeth. Yeah. The teeth were were really well done. And like I said earlier, like, you know, there were scenes where you could clearly see the zippers. You could clearly see, you know, the, the, the areas where the mask ended that maybe didn't like get tucked in all the way into the, into the, the costume and stuff. And, you know, like I said, this is a film that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Who gives a fuck? You know, um, think about all the movies you've seen where, you know, a car door shuts and you can see the cameraman and the reflection of the, oh, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, everything's, 
Yeah, it's it's not pristine. <clears throat> it knew what it was, but all of those clowns looked good, and and Shorty was probably my favorite. I like Clownzilla. Clownzilla. Yeah, yeah, Clownzilla was yeah. the Clownzilla. 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 Oh, Clownzilla. Shorty, Shorty, <laughs> knocking the, not Shorty knocking that biker's head off. Oh my God, that <laughs> that whole scene. Much, well, from our Jason Takes Manhattan, we all know how much I love to see someone get their head punched. Yeah, off. that whole yeah. scene. That whole scene. Can I honk your horn? <laughs> what <laughs> you gonna do? <laughs> knock my block off. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how the biker dude is like, should have let the man ride his bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's all just like, like he's pissed off about it. Yeah. Well, and like, and the and the utter like lack of shock when they when he does knock his head off, and all the bikers just kind of look at each other and they're like, "Oh, damn," you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> all right, Nico, you got the floor. So I think we'd uh, all pretty much be remiss to mention the fact that um this movie also has a pretty rocking fucking theme song that gets oh, a lot of airplay yes. during Halloween time. Fuck like, yes. That song is fucking great, dude. <laughs> Killer I mean, clown. It's, it's a staple for <laughs> Halloween time, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Not yeah, and just and just like the movie, the Dickies, they they took it and they were they made a seriously great song with it. They didn't just maybe they weren't goofy and they didn't you know it's a, it's it, they made a really great song out of it. You know, it's a catchy which, fucking tune. Which which by the way, this is one of the few '80s and I know Rob, I'm not trying to like knock him, but let, let's be honest, this is one of the few '80s movies that had an actual title track where the song didn't suck. Yes, <laughs> and it wasn't and it wasn't like over the top like you know. Like this, this song is kind of timeless. Like this could have came out during any era, and I think it would have, with with the way that it sounds, I think it works no matter. It's on like again, almost forty years later, and that that song still slaps, as the kids say. Hell yeah, <laughs> it does. It does, man. It really does. Why do I hate it so much? The Dickies are a band <laughs> I would have loved to have been in. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you working at Spencer's. I mean, that shit was always on every Halloween when we had like, you know, that that was on the Halloween. Was was that when it came like on the end store? You so know, you worked music. at you worked at a Spencer's and a Suncoast. Yeah, yeah. Were, like, at the same. Actually, like, it was I, it was my 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 two my my two part time jobs were Suncoast and Spencer's. Pit, and you, having a, I, I chose Suncoast over Spencer's. Local Blockbuster. I worked at a bunch of mom and pop video stores. We had similar retail careers. Hey, um, hey, hey, Nico! Hey, Nico! Can I say I'm I'm not surprised to hear that that you worked at Spencer's and Suncoast. <laughs> well, at the same I'm, time, I'm it was I had at, at the time it was both both uh, part time jobs. No, uh, this uh, I, I I could picture Nico totally working at both because the, those those oh, oh, both both of those are Nico's vibe. Spencer's and Suncoast. Well, to to be fair, I really hated working at Spencer's. To be honest with you i love sunk coast like way more especially when they, when you know i was able to get back into movies like this that you know th- honestly that's one of the best parts of it was like when movies like this would come out on dvd like i would have first crack at it so mm. when this came out i was like oh shit killer clowns in outer space and and it was one of the the, the mgm midnight movies would complete with easter eggs and the music video with the dickies on it like, it was yeah. great yeah, yeah. If, you, if you it if was you great told me you worked at chess king you'd have the fucking trifecta yeah <laughs> mall stores <laughs> Yeah, Journeys, does uh, that count? <laughs> <laughs> and Foot Locker. 
Oh, wow. motherfucker! Yeah. You were just making the rounds like me. Although mine were all mostly video stores, <laughs> I had great, a video store in my blood because my mom <laughs> managed a video store. So like I went on to manage a video stores. For and like, I drove the little train around. Nico was the Nico Nico was the king of working at fucking mall stores. <laughs> I, I kind of was, yeah. <laughs> it's all good, mom. It's okay. Yeah, same with uh. Uh, my my ex Stacy worked at a Spencer's and uh, she actually liked it there. So shout out to Stacy for no reason or whatsoever because man I, mentioned- I joined <laughs> I joined the Air Force because one day I woke up and realized I was working at the mall. That's why I joined the Air Force. Like <laughs> fuck, I'm working at the fucking mall. Shoes, by the way. If I had all classical there. education, but I had a child and refused child support because I didn't want the biological father involved. So I took whatever made the most money which was managing a fucking video store at that time. Otherwise, it would have been entry level somewhere, which was going to pay me less. So I took what I could. So I was like the video store queen. Was it your folks' video store? Like a mom and pop. And then I went on to manage a couple mom and pops. And then I managed uh, a soulless blockbuster, which sucked all the life out of me because yeah. they were soulless. They were horrible. Yeah. And I was so glad when that place went down. I was like, fuck you. But leave the mom and pops. Leave them. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, the mom and pop stores were definitely better. So I worked those more often. I worked at um, three different ones of those. But yeah, Blockbuster was soulless. But you did have first crack at the movies. But by the time that I was at Blockbuster, because they dangled a lot of money at me, um, they had gotten rid of the horror section. What little horror we had was stuffed into the action section. It was mostly yeah. all new releases. And I'm like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Kid. Fuck this kid. I left. I was gone. Bye. <laughs> but that was my last job. I tell you. I tell you one one thing to go back to this movie real quick, like with the merchandising, and I mentioned yeah, the Funko Pops before. They um so like there's like a really hard to get one. It's a New York Comic Con one. It was the first one. It was the Slim Slim the Clown, which which was on a lot of the mark. Well, besides Shorty was like the other one that was in the marketing. That was the one that was doing the um the Shadow Puppets. I think was was Slim. Right, yeah. that does like the the Tyrannosaurus. Okay, so you know, and the other three came out, and they're actually worth like some some decent. Scratch already, like you know, for for collectors, I feel like Funko, you know, they get these licenses and like they really don't know what to do with it. Like if that was me, I probably would have released because they have ten inch ones, a Clownzilla, because no one's done a Clownzilla Clownzilla figure but they, yet. But they they do revisit stuff, so you know, there's there's absolutely an opportunity there that I'm sure they're going to catch on to because they're pretty smart. The oh, only wow. thing with, with with Funko though is like a lot of times like when things get like vaulted, especially like I think a lot of the killer clowns. I own a lot of vaulted Funkos. Right, <laughs> right, because the the reason why they get vaulted is not just because of values, because they they don't have the license for that long. Yeah, so like, especially um, now with Amazon owning this, who knows? Yeah, so Clownzilla, <laughs> I would fucking I'm I'm on board for Clownzilla. I love Clownzilla. I, you know, and I, I could have sworn. Yeah, and I could have sworn. I think either Neca. Uh, or somebody has somebody has the rights for it, or had yeah. the rights, but somebody was working on a Clownzilla figure, and then because of the rights, they had a they had a stop. Yeah. But I think there's like there's actual like um like sculpts that that exist, like with what it looked like. I remember hearing something about it, but it was a minute ago. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So is there any? Final thoughts you want to throw out there because it seems like we've kind of talked out of this. Um, during reviews, anybody want to say anything? Look over my notes. Oh yeah, actually, we never talked about how great the little cameo from Royal Dano is in this movie too. 
as, yes. the, as the hick farmer that stumbles upon the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash plant. With, with his poo he was bear poo bear <laughs> <laughs> I'll tear this with my bare hands <laughs> I'll be fried and greased I'll be dipped in shit. <laughs> Go ahead. <Wrong> movie. <laughs> if that ain't a meteor, I'll be dipped yeah. in shit. <laughs> meteor shit. I'm always quoting stupid things. Uh, Dave. Well, when you see the old man at the beginning, the first thing I thought was, is now we know what happened to Jordy Verrill's father. Jordy Verrill, you lunkhead. You lunkhead. <laughs> Meteorship. But uh, the, the, I have a note here that I thought was interesting is the one uh, piece of direction that the um, brothers gave the actors in the clown suits was to act like they were underwater, which which gives them this kind of weird, you know, they're walking kind of strangely. And uh, so I thought that was interesting, a little bit of direction there. That's and then that's I'm trying to pull from my notes here. Oh, and the uh, the clear the fear of clowns is chlorophobia apparently. That's yes. pretty, is that okay? I did, I did not know that, so I learned something new today. Thank you. It does have a name. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm just going through my notes here, trying to justify me typing them up. Also, um, <laughs> Dave, that you mentioned that uh, I remember watching um, like the special features and um, they show behind the scenes footage of um, Stephen who directed the movie directing clownzilla to, to act just like that he said when you when you come out come out like this and like um the actor in the suit i guess wasn't comprehending that and he's like what are you doing no do it like this you I know it, was one of the brothers it, 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 it is it is and i thought that was hilarious that i thought it was hilarious that uh you eventually realize he's talking to his brother in the suit and he's like what the dude what the fuck are you doing he's like dude what the fuck are you doing do it like this not like this what the fuck bro i always thought that was hilarious that he's giving his brother shit for not following his direction in the suit yeah but yeah um you know, I do like this Godzilla part. Uh, I gotta give it its props. I, I think it, they did a really good job with forced perspective, which is tricky to do. Um, and I do really like the our Clownzilla moment. Um, it's it's definitely um, a nice little additive there at the end. Um, I do like it. So uh, forced perspective is a bitch, and we've seen a lot of people get that wrong on MSC3K when they talk about that. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was actually done well here. So I have to say that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, I, I love all that stuff. I, I really love. My favorite thing about the clowns is that the only way to kill them is to blow up their red nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our hero figures it out. Yeah, like he he, he takes off his he takes off his badge and he pops the red nose and it fucking spins. I love all that shit. I love like okay, you know. The deaths were stupid. <laughs> but it when worked. They, yeah, it really did. Yeah. Thank you, Nico. Like the the way they the, like they spin around like into a top figure. Like the, their spaceship is basically it looks like a big fucking clown tent, but it's really like a fucking space top. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> when it spins around and shit. I love that shit. And then they they explode into confetti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Show you know when the uh, thing blew up. Yeah. Like ew, but then there's some pies. <laughs> I, I really love all the creativity in this movie. 
Yeah. Well, and they they threw in they threw in all the clown tropes too, like the clown, all the clowns getting out of the clown car, the balloon dog, which the balloon dog, yeah, the balloon dog was fucking great. Um, yeah, I love the balloon the, dog. the uh the seltzer water to to Mooney's face, you know, the pies. <laughs> I mean, like just just all the fucking clown tropes. Yeah, all that shit is great. <laughs> you need a stronger strain. <laughs> I need a better strain of weed. Yeah, the the no the Kyoto Brothers was damn fine effects artists, you know, going all the way back to their early days, like when they were kids, they would make short Super Eight movies like in their backyard and 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 do like uh like little monsters, like they did one where they used uh, their mother's uh fucking uh, Thanksgiving turkey, like they shot it on Thanksgiving, yeah. they used the Thanksgiving turkey to make like a little monster movie and shit while while the the, the Thanksgiving dinner was cooking and it's like you gotta you gotta love you know really creative individuals like that you know what i'm saying and you know that's why i appreciate the movie a little bit more than i used to because it, it's the work of you know they didn't have a lot to make uh with this movie they only had like around two million dollars and all that shit and all that really went to production cost because they really did all the effects for nothing because they did it themselves yeah. Yeah. so you know like like i really appreciate all that shit you know especially them from being from new york you know what i'm saying like <laughs> The, Plus, Robert, uh, I mean, the fact that it's such a it's such a family affair too. Yeah, with the three brothers. Yeah, yeah, the, it makes the, it a little bit more. Like, it gives it it gives it such a more you know. I mean, I feel better about that movie because of that too. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like the three bros got together. They wrote it. Uh, one directed it. One did, you know the acted in the clownzilla suit. That 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 that's all that shit I love. You know. And speaking of um, the Kratos brothers. There is a band, a screamo band, who's actually very successful named Kaidos, and I actually like yep. their music. But they were inspired. They love this movie so much. And I, okay, I'm, I'm giving props where props are due. They love this movie so much that they named their band after, the, you know, the Kaidos brothers. And um, I actually like their music. They're, they're a good screamo band um, if you're into screamo. But um, yeah, so yeah, but that's a pretty awesome little neat fact about you know, paying tributes to them for doing this film. Um, But, you know, um, I I have to agree with Rob. Like, I I have to appreciate that for sure. You know, Family Fair, they're doing their best. I'm not trying to ruin that. Um, I just don't like it. But, you know, it has inspired a lot of other people that I do like. like, Sort of like a Roger Corman situation, as I refer to them. Um, I don't like Roger Corman, but I like what he inspires. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I was hoping to, to, to get out of this conversation with you, Candy. Like, uh, we knew going into this that you 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 did not like the movie overall. But I was hoping, like, at least with the creativity on display, that you at least respected it. Oh, I, that's know. what I said. I said I, res- I, res- I can respect that. I can respect hard work, and I can respect what it does for others, inspires and others. I can respect that people love this film. I personally don't fucking like it. But I have my reasons. I think if it hadn't been so jammed down my throat sideways, um, I might be able to have some sort of like more love for it. Affection a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, Cause love is strong. Um, affection, you know, or some kind of like fond memory. But most of my memories are me walking into another room when this movie came on for the millionth time. So unfortunately, it's sort of like what, um, like my kids are like, oh, did you listen to Nirvana? I'm like, goddamn, all that, all that was playing in the '90s was Nirvana. If I, I had to take 20 fucking, like 25 years away from Nirvana to go, ah, oh, that's a good song, I guess. 
Um, it's not my style, but I can like it because it's not on 24 hours a day. You know, it's sort of like that. I needed to be away from it for 25 years to go, okay, I can listen to this now. Or um, maybe I don't hate it as much as I thought I did because no one's forcing me. You know? No, nah, I get that. It's, it's like it's like how I feel now about uh, that fucking show Ted Lasso. Because everybody keeps talking about Ted Lasso and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm tired of hearing about that fucking show. Uh, like, <laughs> everybody's like, uh, like, oh my god, Rob, you don't know what you're missing. Yes, I do, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, the more somebody tries to force me into something, being the punk ass rebel that I am, no. I will fight you. I will fight you back. I'll like, no, I'm now I'm gonna hate it on purpose. Me, me, me and Mac are the same way. The the more you tell us to do something, the more we're not going to do it just exactly. to be fucking petty. Exactly, and you know petty. what? I also learned that you know my kids are like that. So you know you don't push them because then they absolutely won't do it. You have to slightly and very subtly suggest something, and just yeah. like casually, like you don't really care because otherwise they're going to take it as like, oh, you're trying to, you know. I'm like, no, um, you're going to figure it out, but I'll just drop a hint very slowly. And if you don't take the hint, okay. Because I know how it feels to have something jammed down your throat, and then you hate it because of that. And I think a lot of my hate for this, because you guys know that I love trash cinema. I love B-movies. I love fun, stupid movies. We've covered many of them. Um, and some of the ones that I don't like. But uh, for the most part, I do like them. I, I do prefer more serious fare or like gothic stuff or you know gross stuff. But I love my trash, too. And I think I would like this more if it hadn't been forced on me. You know what I mean? I hear and so you. That, that's valid. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's an alternate universe where Candy was not forced to watch it a million times. And um, she likes it. And she had fun with it. But not this universe. <laughs> <laughs> but I can respect. I can respect and I can yield to others. You know? And that's the important thing. I can like, I can hate it, but I respect that other people love it. I don't know if you can see at the very top of my little scribbles. I did not change this. I wrote this previous to the show, what I rated. So I want you guys to know that, okay? I rated this, and I'm going to defend it, okay? I rated this 3.5 out of 10 bad theme songs. That was written down previous before we talked about the theme song. 3.5. Now, you're going to – I know some of you, if you – you know, listeners out there are thinking, I listened to your review – of fucking the video dead and you rate it higher. Well, let's be fair. I was green then to uh, both rating, that was when we first started rating, and um, reviewing. I'm a little bit jaded and um, more myself now. So I, I like to rescind my um, my invitation to video dead. I like to res- like take back my fucking rating. I rated it higher because we had someone on the show um, who loved the video dead, who I thought I was going to have this great friendship with, but she never spoke to me again once I established <laughs> that film. And I read it. I remember that shit. I yes. remember that. So that was a long time ago. It was early season two. So I'd like to take back that rating. Um, the, the candy now that has a season, you know, several seasons under her belt since then is rating much more realistic. So this I'm giving this a 3.5. Um, and I, I, my, my rating for video dead amended is a two. Um, so this is better than that, um, certainly, because Video Dead made me, I can't, we won't talk about that anymore, but anyway, so yeah, um, 
some points for, like I said, the, the things that I pointed out. I did like Clownzilla. Um, this is, you know, the campy, be trashy film that people love. It's just not one that I love. I have my own trashy films that I really love that no one else loves. And it just is what it is. Um, um, it's okay, I guess, but I'm never going to watch it on purpose again. <laughs> the last time I watched it was last night. That's it. No more. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 3.5 out of 10 bad theme songs. <laughs> Well, I see your 3.5 and raise it an 8.5 ah. um, flesh-eating pies. <laughs> uh, I absolutely adore this movie. Uh, I know it's not perfect. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's fun. And it's just it's just one of those movies that I, I watched as a kid, and it stuck with me, and it's always stuck with me. And it never lost that, that nostalgia uh, that I got from watching it as a kid. I thought the clowns were done really well. Uh, it lacked the gore that I that I like, you know, but that's OK, because, you know, this is one of those films that, you know, a younger audience uh, can cut their teeth on this type of movie, you know, with the with the with the cotton candy guns and the cocoons and the fucking popcorn guns. The popcorn turns into fucking little plant clown things. I don't know what the fuck they are, but. Uh, just just a, a whole lot of fun. And, you know, I thought that the actors did a great job. And, and for this being, you know, the only like directorial feature film that, that they that the Coyotes brothers did, um, I, I thought it was really well done. So props to them. Eight point five flesh eating pies. OK, Rob, I'm giving this a ten out of 10 Bob McCreed's glasses <laughs> because I fucking love this movie. I'm sorry, Candy, but I think this movie is the perfect party movie. to me. I'm not the ratings guy. <laughs> I, 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 I apologize anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I think this movie is the fucking perfect party movie. I have a shitload of fun every time I watch this. Uh, I watched this last night because I haven't seen it in a while. And I was just like, God damn, I love this movie. I love everything about it. Uh, I love the performances. I love the, the effects. The Kyoto Brothers, uh, God bless them. Of course, they're, we, we forgot to mention that uh, they're, post, they're more prim- primarily known for inventing the critters. Um, yes, the crates. <laughs> yes. Uh, as well as other amazing special effects that they're, they're still into doing special effects and uh, God bless them. Um, of course, you know, uh, I'm biased because they're New Yorkers. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, I, I have a shitload of fun uh, with everything about this. Uh, John Vernon being an, a fucking treasure. God bless that man. God um, bless him. Yeah. Uh, Grant Kramer being uh, having the, the greatest name ever in Mike Tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, John Allen Nelson being just a fantastic hero uh, and Dave and just being so damn good looking. And of course, uh, he wrote. Not my type, but uh, And of course, because he wrote Best of the Best, too. So he will always be in my favor. (laughs) (laughs) And and, um, Suzanne Snyder. How how can you not love Suzanne Snyder? Uh, yeah, she's she's the greatest, and um, yeah, the the clowns are great, uh, the effects work is great, everything about this fucking movie is great. So yeah, ten out of ten. Bob McReed's glasses. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna give this ten out of ten. Clownzillas. Um, I'm with Rob. I'm with Sean. 
I'm with Dave. I fucking love this movie. I love everything about it. Um, since I was a little kid, it's it's one of the few that you know has stuck with me since my childhood that I continuously visit <clears throat> and to kind of piggyback off what you know Rob was saying about it being a party movie is that I get asked a lot in my area. Um, you know, especially around Halloween time, like people will message like, Hey man, like what's like five, you know, horror movies that I could show. I'm having a bunch of people over to come channel for a movie. And I'm like, Clearly clowns from outer space is always in that top five that I, that I give them because it's such a fun movie, whether they love it or hate it, but, and it doesn't actually at all. Sorry. I'm not a fan of that movie. Really? Which one? I mean, I, 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 I like it, but like, I, 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 I had more of a, a fun time with, with Sean cracking on that that fucking movie, really. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> <laughs> Sean has to watch it. But 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 to be fair, but but but, but but Killer Clowns from Outer Space is just a fun fucking movie. You know, the acting is what it is. If we're gonna use the term, it's loosely just because John Vernon <laughs> was really the only one that was, you know, taking it seriously. The Kyoto Brothers killing it. You know, with with a very fun script and the the effects alone are just fantastic and the dickies for that awesome theme song that we now have um yeah man i i just 10 out of 10 clonzilla's man it's how much more i could say i I dig it it's absolutely a fun movie to watch during halloween and it's a good party movie okay um erica please be on my side but erica (laughs) (laughs) no pressure I'm giving this uh, six out of ten carnivorous shadow puppets. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said before, I I do find like way too many of the characters to be really irritating for this to be one of my go-to movies. But I can totally respect like the cool, uh, the great special effects, the creative death scenes, like that stuff is. Uh, like really fun to me like i i enjoy watching that part i just wish i enjoyed the rest of the movie more <laughs> it's like some like when human most of the human characters make me just tune out and it's like i had to watch the movie twice in a row just to like try to pay attention to them because i was just blocking them out honestly um I, I really like that that opening riff of the circus theme more than like the theme song itself but i thought that that circus, you know, electric guitar riff was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, I dig that part. Yeah. Six out of 10. Okay. Uh, Dave. Yeah. So I'm going to give it eight out of 10 balloon dogs. Cause I love the balloon dogs. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, like I said uh, early on, I just smiled the whole time watching this. And there's not really not much more I can ask of a movie than that. You know, it's not giving me grimaces of pain. I'm in, you know, I, I, I can, it's a movie I'd never seen before. I enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to mention that the uh, Kyoto brothers had also done the, um, uh, from the Robocop film, they did the six, the 6,000 SUX commercials were theirs from uh-huh. Robocop, which, which is some of the funniest parts in Robocop, those commercials. Mm-hmm. So credits to that. This is a movie. Like if you're like, Hey, yeah, me and my brother, we made our first movie and it's this movie. I think you've got, you know, nothing to be ashamed about. I mean, they've done special effects before, but they've never done an actual film before. You know, you could do a lot worse. I, I could do a lot I've worse. I've seen you know. worse. That's true. Um, I, I just enjoyed it. That's all I can. It's, it's goofy. Well, you know what? When I finally retired from the... Yeah, I know. Yes. Don't, I, didn't, I see. I didn't want to bring it up, but no. But when out, I, like bad news. When, <laughs> I, when, I, when I retire and can finally do edibles, this is one of the first movies I'm going to watch. <laughs> I mean, I guess I 
can't argue with that. Whatever you want to do your thing. Um, so I'd, I, I'd, I'd just like to say that that our average um, review is 7.6. I dragged it down, but whatever. I don't. I feel no shame. Um, I do want to point out something odd that I meant to say during the conversation. Do you know there's such a thing as a fear of balloons? Yes. Yeah. I have it. I have it. So, There's a fear of everything. Yeah, I, I have a fear of balloons and uh, like a phobia, and I've had it since I was a child. Um, so like balloons make me very uncomfortable. So I don't. You can't. There were no balloons allowed in my house ever because and they're always about to pop. Exactly. Yes. I have PTSD. So exactly. I'm terrified. of So as a child, my mom was dealing with a kid who would not wear a party hat, who did not eat cake because I will not eat cake. And I hate, I hate cake. And I would not have balloons. She's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do for your party? I'm like, wait, be creative. Wait, wait, Kenny, all, all kinds of cake you hate? All, all cake except for um, um, cheesecake, which is technically a pie. And I will, <laughs> I will eat ice cream cake. But I will not eat Wait, cake. Wait, what? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cheesecake is not a pie. Cheesecake is technically a pie, yes. Hold on, hold on. No, I'm with I'm with Candy. I don't I'm eat so bakery. I'm so high right now. Like, I, don't even, I don't know what the hell's going on with I'm, this now. No, no, Candy, I'm with you to a certain extent. I don't eat bakery <laughs> cake. I don't like cakes from the bakery. I like a Betty Crocker fucking that yellow Cold cake. Shit. Yeah, like yeah. And ice cream no. cake, but that's about it. I, I don't... You, like, okay. You on your understanding. You live in the greatest problem. city for bakeries, though. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I, I'm the irony. You got like some borrows down there on Parkchester. Like, come I, on. I, I, I do, and uh, I remember we used to have Mrs. Maxwell's. Zaros, down there. I'm sorry, Zaros. Uh, and and a fucking BK, and I hated fucking getting cakes from there. Like, I, I, I only prefer Betty Crocker, that yellow fucking devil's food shit, and with the with the chocolate Angel's frosting. Food. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Food, and yeah. then the devil's food is the chocolate. I remember. Yeah, I mean, Die, Die was pissed because she bought me a fucking bakery cake last year for my birthday and I barely Ooh. touched it. I would and never touch it. I bought you this cake. I was like, well, I asked you to fucking make it, but you didn't because you wanted to cheap out. And now look yeah, at this. He doesn't eat oh, cake, wow. but I usually have to make him brownies for his birthday. He likes a certain kind of brownies and he likes mine best because I'm, I'm actually a really good cook. And um, I make him brownies with cream cheese frosting, which is cool with me. I'll eat brownies, but I will not eat cake. Wait, wait. I like how you mentioned that. Like that was being disputed. Like, like, oh, is Candy a good cook? I'm a good cook. Like we were saying that, no, Candy's a terrible cook. Well, I don't know because like, I guess it's a defensiveness in me because I've had every domestic ability stripped away from me lately. And that's what I was, was a domestic goddess, basically. Uh, And I can't do anything anymore. Um, so every once in a while I whip up some food, but you know. I actually prefer pie for my birthday, cherry pie to be exact. Like if you want to, if you want to do something for my birthday, make me a cherry pie and I'll fucking love you forever. I'll make you a cherry pie. Come here on your birthday because I got I'll, a, I got a I'll, ton I'll of a fucking birthdays pie. around your birthday. So you just come here and I'll make everybody some shit. Oh so, uh, damn, uh, that, that's if right. It is uh, ma- if it is made from sugar and wheat, I will shove it into my face. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, but, but my mom thought I was so weird because she, because I wouldn't allow balloons around me. I was uh, terrified as a child. Yeah, because Dave said they're always about to pop. No yes. cake, no party hats. It was like I had the most boring parties ever. Anyway, um, so on that note, I just wanted to mention my fear of balloons. That's, that's why I was like hatred for balloons. And like, I'm with you. In that balloon in the movie, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my fucking god, it's my worst nightmare. Not only is there a balloon, but I'm trapped in it, and it's got a pop for me to come out. What the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, we're having a panic attack. Like, no. <laughs> and Jack, Jack's in the box. Jack's in the box. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna shoot Debbie. 
fuck those things. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Those things are there. Because you have to be part of your own destruction. You <laughs> have Debbie to goes down, plan. man. Did it, did it, did it, did it. No, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing yeah. it. That's yeah. self-punishment. That's self-harm. That is self-harm. Turn, no keep turning the crank. I'm like, a fuck Jack in a box. Like, no. Um, Let him stay in the box. <laughs> so, on that note, I'm going to bring up what's coming up for us on the show. Um, this is our, our first show of the week. We are doing a second show. The second show is our second in our horror business, which is a non-horror film um, that does have horror ties. Um, and it will be Pulp Fiction. Everybody is so yes. excited about it. And um, I'm one of those people. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think Ving Reams would say it was a horror film, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It has horror ties. <laughs> um, um, so we're doing Pulp Fiction, um, and we're really excited. So we're kind of, you know, we didn't go 100% tonight because I think we're all saving it up for Pulp Fiction. Um, and after that, we are doing The Hills Have Eyes. We are doing The Bad Seed, the original version in black and white. We are doing American and, Werewolf in London. And oh, my yes. God. Yes. I can't yeah. fucking wait so for that's that. That's my all-time favorite preview. horror movie. And I guess we'll yeah. add one extra on because I, I previewed those on um, Insta and Twitter. But we're also going to be covering the 2018 Halloween. And, yeah. Uh, we yeah. Have up, uh, the stepfather. So stay tuned for that shit. Oh, you guys are doing the stepfather? Yes. We Fuck are. yeah. We are doing it. What do you mean? Um, what do you mean, you guys? Before. Yeah, before the, it's, they're they're doing it without us. They're doing it without us in this oh. bullshit. Because we're talking about feminist issues. Like, I don't know. Are you guys super feminist? Or, like, can you hang with a feminist thing? That's the thing. It's, it's only for feminists. And we try to keep it female only. I don't know about centric. that. I don't, I don't know about all that. But I fucking love the stepfather. And, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 Sorry. I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of fucking bummed. You guys that are missing your opportunity. You wanted to do a men's only one. And you never scheduled it. Because I'm not scheduling it for you. I'm busy enough. Yeah, we, we have a men's only one. It's called the Action Drunkies. Yeah, go to that. Segway into a plug right there. Segway <laughs> into a plug. Yeah. There you go. But we do have a lot coming up, and that that will be our last goals I got before Erica goes on her trip. So yeah, yeah. To we're gonna be missing Erica for a while. Yeah, I need to get my uh, plane tickets, but preparing for a September trip to Russia, so we will keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed for Erica. I could um, I, so I could yeah. do a pretty good Russian accent. Uh, I want my vodka. Want <laughs> <laughs> Comrade. <laughs> Comrade, bring me my vodka now, you piece of shit. <laughs> I must break. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> I could not be defeated. I fight till I beat real champion. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll do my plugs first since I was already, like, I just did a preview. Um, my plugs, I'm just trying to keep them simple. Uh, uh, go to my link tree, linktr.ee slash candy, the final girl. Has all the links to the house that screams, to uh, Eric and I's makeup company, which we have some exciting things coming up in October for the subscription box. Um, we are taking donations to help us get the slasher palette out. We're a little cash poor. Or if you want to invest another way, buy our killer palette. We still have five left. It's uh, in a lot of people's cards. No one's buying it right at this moment. But um, they're thinking about it pretty hard. So I appreciate the thought, but we need the money. Um, <laughs> because we have to, if you want the slasher palette, you need to buy the killer palette. Um, something. You need to do something. So, because we need all the help we can get. Uh, but 
you know, things are on track for us. Uh, otherwise, uh, a lot of exciting things. But, uh, yeah, and everybody who's going to plug, I do have their plugs in my link tree. So, uh, you. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Shaun of the Dead. Um, shout out to uh, Mac the All-Star, who couldn't be with us tonight. Mac, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a real fucking bummer because he really wanted to do this one. And it, it he, always makes me, he always makes me fucking laugh. Every yeah. Time he's he well, how, how, do you, how do you think I feel? I've known that motherfucker for like over 30 years. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> if I miss him, Mac, hopefully he'll, he'll be able to join us soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, Rob. Uh, sure. Um, of course, uh, you can find all my links at Linktree, uh, Linktr. Uh, ee slash the cinema drunkie where I have links for my show The Action Drunkies, uh, Max Show, All Stars Animes, which is coming soon. Um, we just released our season finale of The Action Drunkies, which is basically his hosting debut, which is the backdoor pilot for uh, All Stars Animes, and he did a terrific fucking job. He is a fucking natural at hosting. Uh, and if you listen to that show, you 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 would discover that that show is going to be amazing when he finally drops it. Um, I've already started recording. Yeah, the, I am too and shit. J- just once though, because I really don't give a shit about animes. I, was uh, saying, I didn't think you were an anime fan. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And if you listen to that uh, episode we did uh, uh, on, on Fist of the North Star, I, I, I put it bluntly that I am not uh, a big anime fan. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, that uh, I, of course I've already started recording from my uh, my other show, Wrath of State, uh, which focuses on the films of Jason Statham. Uh, we had just finished recording at by the time of this recording uh, our episode on Collateral, uh, which a lot of people were surprised that uh, Jason Statham is in. He is in it for a whole of twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Yes, he's in it. He's in the beginning for twenty seconds. Um, I just re- recorded the episode for that, and it's fantastic. I can't wait for y'all to hear that, and for the whole show to come out. And um, uh, yeah, shout out to Mike uh, from Atkins Undisputed, as always. Uh, my brother from Minerva, I love that guy. Um, shout out to all of our our podcasting friends, uh, Michael Cook over at uh, Hit Rewind, and Daniel Eppler at Cobwebs Podcast, uh, uh, Lindsay at Schlock and All, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm probably forgetting something, but oh yeah, uh, shout out shout out shout out to Ron over at Film Strip Podcast because uh, he he is an awesome dude. We just did uh, the Italian job uh, episode with him as well. Uh, I've been recording all goddamn week. That's why I was fucking exhausted. That's why I was like I'm I'm taking a break from podcasting last week and shit. This is my return to it basically. This episode is <laughs> my return to it because I recorded all last week. Yeah, and I'm just I was just yeah, fucking. Yeah. I had to take a vacay, too. Yeah, I was just like, fuck this. I'm exhausted. I've been recording exactly. all goddamn week. This shit is exhausting. It is. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But uh, I, I'm glad to be able to do uh, record with the awesome people I do with you guys, um, with Lindsay, uh, my friend Matt Bloodsoe. Like, uh, I did, uh, I was telling Candy about this. I did fucking four movies over three podcasts in one day. And yeah. from from four o'clock to eleven o'clock, the shit was exhausting, but it was so worth it because I just I just love this and I love being able to do this with you guys. And this is just the the, the most beautifulest thing in the world. So shout out oh. to everybody. Oh. Well, we'll keep I, love, I love definitely. It. And I love y'all. Everybody, all of our extended 
family horror friends and, and um, also throughout Action Twitter, our, our friends there and, um, you know, our classic film buddy, Daniel Eckler, yeah, all that. Um, Ken Sledge, I'd like to shout him out. I, I'm just jumping in for a second because I forgot that. Um, he's going to be making appearances on the show. I did his show, his YouTube show, Sledgehammer Horror, um, and it's still getting views and that is so amazing to me that people want to hear what some random chick has to say about my living dead. But uh, <laughs> um, I appreciate everybody for doing that. Um, it was a, a fun experience, but he's going to be doing some stuff with us and I'm really excited to have him soon, but he is friend of the show. So um, next, uh, Nico. Uh, you can just find my uh, my link tree. It's linktr. I probably said that wrong. E slash the real Nico Nice. Um, you can find me on Instagram at El Jefe Del Horror. The boss. And Twitter as well. I also really quick want to um, kind of plug the, I know, the Mahoning event for Camp Blood um, to kind of segue into the fact that on Saturday, it's Labor Day weekend, September 3rd to the 5th. But on the 4th, they're going to have author Grady Hendricks there. And uh, I know uh, myself, Candy, and Erica just read the Final Girl support group, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, every single one of you needs needs to get that book ASAP Rocky uh, we are going to talk about that book those of us who have read it um, we're going to schedule that Um, and it will be full spoilers so I will post that do not listen it will tell you oh because we're going to discuss fully the book but but he will be in person at Camp Blood on September 4th I know know we were making fun of the movie list but the one movie for Saturday that I remember correctly off the top of my head right now is um, the first Slumber Party Massacre is, uh, on, is on is on is on Saturday slate for one of them. So, um, and Friday night, uh, Tommy. I keep pronouncing his last name wrong, and I'm I'm sorry. But Tommy McLaughlin, the the director of Jason Lives, will be there. So far, they're gonna be announcing more people, like short, like more celebrity guests soon. But um, can't Grady Hendrix alone is probably the reason why I even went to the Saturday event, just because that book was fucking phenomenal. Like, phenomenal. I couldn't put down. Yeah, yeah, I got it, and I like, like you guys, like I could not put it down. And I, I remember like rushing, you know, Erica and Candy, like read this book, like it's awesome, like it's so I read it fucking good. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's what I'm looking for, Erica. Uh, find me at myhorrificlife.com and on uh, Instagram at myhorrificlife. Um, I'll just kind of reiterate what candy said um please support uh, our final girl uh, cosmetics makeup line so we can get new palettes out and other new products yeah we have a lot of cool stuff planned we just mm-hmm. need the budget so thank you um dave uh just thanks to everyone listening appreciate you going on this journey with us and uh, everybody just be nice to each other it don't fucking cost nothing just be nice to each other yes yeah and and get vaccinated for the love of God. Yes, <laughs> yes please. Come please. on. So, um, you guys for turning out for Killing Clowns from Out of Space. Um, looking forward to Pulp Fiction. Um, that's where my brain really is tonight, is on Pulp Fiction. Um, so, I, I, I apologize if I wasn't 100% here. Um, yeah, because I'm too excited. But anyway, um, thank you guys, and I hope you have a good night. Thank you for doing the show, and I love you guys. Love, Love you guys. guys. Have a good Have night. A great night. Good night. Good night.